Hello. Hey. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Uh, That's awesome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I know. This is a pretty cool experience because I was just like this morning kind of fleshing out an idea for this podcast and I was like, I was talking with Will. He's like, just start using Anchor. I was like, I've never used Anchor before. So now I know what it's like. <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he was saying. He's just like, dude, it's just. I feel almost bad about how easy it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool how it's just like, I mean, yeah. it's a phone call and records everything on your end. And that's great. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, so when, when we start, like, I'll just edit the end time. Yeah. And it depends on how much there is to edit. Most of the time, like, no pressure, but the conversations go pretty smoothly, and I don't really have to edit them that much. Fantastic. And then I just, I just finish at the end time, and it's it's really simple. Okay, awesome. What are you gonna do for your podcast? Um, so I am. Let me plug in my headset here. All right, let me make sure you can hear me. Oh, come on now. Uh-huh. Okay, I think it's not gonna. I'll just hold it up to my ear. Um, I am. <laughs> Well, I got a couple different ideas. One of them is going to be more just kind of like for fun. Um, just something that like I really just feel like talking about and putting out there and not really caring if anybody else wants to download it or not. But, you know, maybe yep. maybe one day somebody might stumble across it. But uh, right. So yeah, exactly. So that's a little bit more about just kind of like personal experiences and thoughts and opinions and hobbies and all that stuff. The other one. Uh, that I okay. was just it, like kind of chatting about it last night is going to be to um, reach out to other like online successful entrepreneurs, like people that are already getting it. Um, and honestly, yep. like I'm trying to go after just some like big names and uh, find a way to propose the solution that I've been able to have for some other online smaller scale um, as a way to get, get their interest enough is something that they feel like their listeners could benefit from. So basically just trying to help give them a platform as a way to see like they can give some more value in a different way to their, to their audience and then, and then funnel the crap out of their audience. Right. And, and, and use it for sure. Um, no, that's, that's awesome. And like puts it all in one uh-huh. place. I think that's the coolest thing about podcasts is you get one that that focuses on a topic and then you get hundreds of people who are interested in that topic who just exactly you said, like yeah. funnel it in. Yeah, and it's and it's no it's no more of the hey, I'm gonna post something and then just see if anybody engages with it. Cause most of them they just wanna keep they wanna keep yeah. scrolling. And then rarely if if somebody yep. does comment something and then you try to engage and and go from there it it rarely ever leads to anything because like they're not really ready to do something like they're not interested enough in it to to like really want to invest in making some changes right yeah it's mostly just like i want to feel better about myself by reaching out to somebody about it (laughs) (laughs) and then like once i get something that like i feel like yeah that i feel like that's what i need to hear and then they're just ready to go back to their normal life yeah. So, like, well, I mean, you're in the business of, of behavior change, and that's a hard business to be in. Yeah. We all are, I think, but very much. But so. you especially. Yeah, you just you got to catch them in the right stage of it, and um, 
And then the people that aren't, you just got to understand how to nurture it through, through the different stages yeah. of change, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's awesome. How have you been holding up in quarantine? Uh, I feel like I'm just now returning to being a sane individual. Um, I, <laughs> I, I live in a small one bedroom apartment by myself. Um, I'm, oh boy. I'm still in a new city that I've been in for seven months now and um just not having any work you know because i was i was pretty consistent prn like three days a week which was was really mm -hmm. enough to help get by and you know like my business was online for the most part and i get it yep. it helped out cover probably a good chunk of like rent you know or it, it at least cover rent yep. and then like right. nothing else so right right <laughs> now i'm just like well crap um Maybe let's just get this oh this business thing rolling to where I don't have to keep working these crappy hours mm -hmm. somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. So it's it it's having nowhere to go, not being able to really interact with anybody. Like my brother and, and his wife, we we went over there yesterday, but it's the first time I'd seen my nephew, second time in like six weeks since he's been born. So that's been hard. And oh, yeah, brand new brand one, new, brand hard. new, and then like my. My girlfriend's yeah. had all kinds of stuff going on with her family and their health. And so she's been, you know, oh, stuck trying to help manage all that and her business. And it's just been, it's been nuts. So I'm, I'm just now starting to feel like I've processed everything and I'm like, okay, I, I feel some clarity yeah. now and I know where I need to go. Yeah. yeah. How about you guys? Oh, uh, we're yeah. okay. <laughs> we're like, I'm here in Jersey. I'm in the, uh, like a yeah. hot spot. Yeah. Like, this is where it's hitting everybody the hardest. So we've stayed home and my husband, my husband is in retail and manages a, like a koi pond okay. store. Like those fish that are at oh, like yeah. Japanese restaurants oh, yeah. and stuff. There's an episode of the office so, about a koi pond. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Yeah. Yep. Michael falls in the pond. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and, and a few weeks ago they announced like a, official businesses that could stay open and, uh, essential and I wasn't expecting him to wake up and go to work on Monday I was like where are you going yeah. he was like we they count pet stores as essential and his counts as a pet okay. store so I was like oh, oh, all right fine so he's actually he's been working um which has been good I think for for everybody for both of us mm -hmm. to let him like get out of the house and you know we still have his income which is which is nice yeah and um you know, he's, he's in a pond store and like it's springtime, people are opening their ponds. Like he's gotten, they do some like online stuff through Amazon too. So most of the days he's just goes and Hi. like ships out stuff Hi. to their Amazon customers. But, um, he's funny. Cause he's like, now they're starting to get uh -huh. fish in people who have koi ponds. Like I never really thought about the type of person who would own a koi pond, but like, they're very particular yes. about fish. Yeah. It's very like prestigious. Particular. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Nick is worried that like, as these fish come in, people are going to be like up his throat about, well, I want that fish and like all up in his business. And so he's trying to figure out like, you know, can I take a picture of the tank and send it to him and they circle the fish they want? Like, how do I do this? Yeah. And then good luck being able to keep them still, you know, like, that, yeah, that one on the left. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the time I took the picture, um, they've all moved around. Yeah. He's been, yeah. So, um. But I mean, all things considered, like my, my family's healthy, thank God, yeah. and everybody's doing doing well. His yeah. is good. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're 
it's been interesting for me. I've moved a couple people to online uh-huh. and doing like virtual visits, which has been like on it. Like I like it better, same to be honest, than in person. Yeah, I'm sure you're the same way. Like I can still get you results. You do all the work. I I help yep. you, but you're the one doing yep. it. That's the way it should be. Uh, and there's, there's a ton of autonomy there, and and yeah, so it's been cool to to see that going on how have your people been with it they've been all right you know the um <clears throat> i i had the chance to grow what I, whatever i was doing in person on the side to about two clients and i was working on getting set up with mm-hmm. a third uh and then just everything hit so the ones that were seeing oh, in person okay. were like hey you know we're we're probably just wanting to to like lay low for a while and really yeah. limit you know who comes by the house even though like we trust you and, and everything like that um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we're just trying to, to eliminate any kind of potential situation. I was like, no, I'm absolutely with you. Yeah, I was already doing stuff with them online as a supplement to, mm-hmm. to what they were doing in person with me. Um, yeah. so like most of what I was doing in person was just like, all right, pain control, let's get things settled down, make sure you're moving well. And then like finish up the last half of the session with like a little mini workout to like reintroduce back into normal exercise. And then mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they were doing online was all just, um, like really trying to ramp up and progress and, and start to load them more. So they're, I mean, they're just like, Hey, we'll just keep doing what you've been giving us online and, and we'll do that. All right. Perfect. And good. like, we're not really having to follow up with each other. Basically what they paid me for was already paid. So, right. um, you know, like mm-hmm. they still had some stuff left for in person, like four different sessions. And we're yep. just like, Hey, look, we can just space those out and you, it up. use them as needed. And, you know, for now, we'll just keep doing what you're doing online. So, and then everybody else that I was working with was just like solely online. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been interesting. I had a couple people like drop out or, you know, they, they'd reached the end of their package they'd signed up for with the online programming mm-hmm. and didn't really feel like renewing. So, I mean, I, I get it. They don't know like when this is going to stop. So they're trying to, Right. hold on to whatever expenses they can and so I yeah right not. conserve yeah so what I've had to do with a couple of them is that have tried to quit just recently in the last couple of weeks I've thought like all right what if I just waived your payments for the next two months people that were on recurring stuff what if I just waived your payments mm-hmm. for the next two months to make it to where you don't come out of this worse physically and financially? yeah and they're like yeah oh wow okay yeah if you do that I said only Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, only if you stick to it. Because I figured it's going to be way easier right, to yeah. keep them You're still, yeah. than to start over. Yeah, for sure. No, that was smart. And, <sighs> and like the right thing to do. Yeah, that's what, you know, that's what I thought. Like, I, I felt, I feel yeah. good about it, even though it sucks. Yeah. Um, well, right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm still getting around that. Yeah, I just, I, I know how hard it is to just even get one person new. So uh, yeah, I, for sure. I think it's going to be easier for them to want to stick with me by doing it this way than yeah. to say like, Hey, you yeah. want to come back? Well, I don't know. So, right. Yeah. Right. I managed to do this other thing without you and I was fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so well, that's, that's super smart. And that's like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like now, now is where you see like the true colors yeah. of people and businesses Absolutely. and like what they're actually about. Oh man, and yeah, I, and I know like good stuff. Yep, it, it's been kind of disappointing to see um, with some of the people that I thought, and I just I remember like I'd made a post about this place where I used to work, 
who was just like, we don't care what the governor says. We're staying open because oh, like, because we're essential as an outpatient clinic and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And so, yep. Like, yep. I was ha- the same way. Yeah. Having, having known those owners like really, really closely over seven years that I worked there, yeah. um, it didn't surprise me because they just thought that they're above everything. Um, yeah. And so it was like, I, I posted about, and just like seeing the people that I thought were friends um, like just come <laughs> after me in the comment section where I was like, yeah. they're like, you don't understand what it's like to have a staff and a business and people that depend on you and a family that depends on you. And I was like, Whoa, hold on. <laughs> like what yeah. people that really surprised me, even some people like an SSPT who were like, yeah, not, not just like commenting there, but then also tagging me in other people's posts about it. Oh, uh, about yeah about like the you know the people who are being greedy and all that kind of stuff and i was like right. i was like well first of all this is not talking about right. anybody's particular situation or business owners as a whole yep. i was like this is somebody that's trying to break the yep. law so <laughs> right different different circumstances yeah. oh man yeah, i'm like this is reckless and it's irresponsible so right uh i know them you don't so just <laughs> this was used as an example not as a moratorium right. to Cause I just saw it and I was like, dude, these are, these are people that are, they're just struggling with their own crap right now. And like, they're yeah. trying to say that I'm making it really selfish and about me and my ho- mm-hmm. high horse and how I'm see myself mm-hmm. as a God and a perfect person. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm really sorry. Got yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, I'm really sorry to learn how you've truly felt about me all along, but uh, <laughs> I wish you the best yeah, and, she, and yeah, good shoot. luck and let me know if I can help you. With it. Right. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, it's true colors, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And it's, I don't know, it's just, you you hit it on the head, like responsibility, right? This is irresponsible. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. And there's other ways to do it. Get yeah, it's freaking creative. Yeah, it's, it's like, I'm not saying <laughs> you got to shut your doors. Uh, you know, you can still help people. Yeah. You just, you're just yeah. being flexible. You just don't want to learn how to be flexible. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so you think that you can, I don't know, man, like think you think you outsmart this virus. That's like way smarter than you. So ain't, ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So it's, no way. I was like, okay, these are just people who are like really feeling guilty and they're just lashing out at me. So yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry about that. But yeah, yeah I was just it. like some of the people that surprised me. I was like, I was like, bro, like, like Cam Dennis, I was like, dude, I've been so supportive of you, man. And like everything yeah. you've gone through and like, you're yeah. dragging me into a separate conversation about how negative I am and I need to know what I'm talking about. And I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yep. man. Hey, you're right. And, and like, I don't know. I, one of the first things I realized and appreciated with this is like, I don't have staff. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> me, it's just me, right? You're the same way. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about that stuff. Like, thank God. And like, so, someday I hope I right. do. But for now, like, I'm good. And like my dad is a dentist and has had his practice for 38 years and probably five, you know, between front desk and hygienists and assistants, probably five or six people on board. And like he and my brother are trying to navigate how to do this. Right. And I just read something today about a business owner who got the, like the PPP Uh loan and is now making her employees work in some way. And the employees are mad because they were making more on unemployment than they are with with their company and it's like that is backwards yep. yeah <laughs> it's not 
this is supposed seriously to go. that's that's the thing is just like man if, if you have to because i've i've been in a situation where i have managed um like multiple different like four different locations the front office staff uh for mm-hmm. this the same physical therapy clinic where i was complaining about and i was like mm-hmm. i've you know i've had to pull somebody in there who's got like a husband that's suffering with like a serious illness and they've got to pay his bills and all this kind of stuff i had to let her go so don't tell me that I don't know how to have the hard decisions and make them yeah. have hard conversations when it comes to other people's lives. So right. I'm like, you just, I don't air that out there because nobody needs to know my background. They just care about it's nobody's yeah, business. What can I help you with now? So yeah, it, sure. it's just crazy. But yeah, it's, I mean, if these people that are smart or they're seeing it from a perspective of like what's in their people's best interest and they're just going ahead and laying them off so they can get unemployment. Right. You know, and then just when yeah, this settles it, down, we'll bring you right back on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, I can get on a whole. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, all, all good. It's nice to talk to you and, and catch up. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's been since, uh, since the live event, you know, we sat next to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and it's been, I mean, I've been following you. I'm sure we're seeing each other's stuff, but it's nice to actually talk. Yeah. Um, so I want to get, I want to make sure I get your introduction, right? Uh-huh. So it would be Dr. Dr. Jason Wright of Right Fit Physiotherapy, physical therapist and health and wellness coach. That works. Yeah. Um, that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically it's, um, I'm a, man, it's so hard trying to put it into words and like come up with a title for it. I know. Uh, <laughs> essentially what I try to do is, um, be like a, an online success coach for um, entrepreneurs okay. using fitness as the tool. So yeah, I mean, online, okay. online cool. fitness, success coach, health coach, whatever. Okay. But that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of the crux of what I'm, I'm building towards. I like it. So, so your kind of target audience is, either like entrepreneurs or executives and, and using their fitness as a tool to propel them to other things that they want to do. Absolutely. It's, it's about being able to, to see themselves stick to a habit of something that they don't necessarily enjoy doing um, as a way to help them also work through the stuff they don't want to do in their business. It's going to help take them to the next level or keep them, you know, keep them at that level. So, yeah. Like fit, fitness is like really the big draw for them. It's just like, all right, you want this result. And so I'm going to teach you how to get there, but we're going to do it through getting your body in tip top shape. So it helps fuel your mind. Right. Right. This, this like process yep. driven towards an outcome, but the, the journey's the reward type exactly. of thing. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce the podcast. I'll introduce you. Okay. And then we'll, we'll get right to it. Right. Uh, my questions are, they're kind of just to guide me, but like, if you say something and I'm like, Hey, just tell me more Perfect. about that. Then we dive into it. Yep. Okay. Cool. Hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of every coach needs a coach, the podcast for coaches of all sports and all age groups to learn from coaches and people they may otherwise never have the chance to meet. Today I'm joined by health and fitness coach and physical therapist, Dr. Jason Wright, a right fit physiotherapy. Jason is a wonderful human being, a phenomenal example of overcoming obstacles and adversity 
and uses the tool of fitness to help guide people, entrepreneurs, and other executives to improve their health and improve their life. Welcome and thank you for joining me, Coach Dr. Jason Wright. Wow, thank you so much for not only that introduction, but just for having me on here and thinking about um, me as somebody that you would want to have on here to help with, with giving back to your audience. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's a pleasure. Uh, so Jason, my, my first question is, why do you coach and why do you do what you do? Wow. You know, it's crazy when you get asked these questions and you realize just how little you've really thought it out. You know, you just, you just, you just, <laughs> you know, like you just do it and, and you realize, um, you know, I, I think I've realized for a long time that um, I enjoy helping educate people. Um, I almost, uh, you know, like I wanted to be an educator, you know, I wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I went to college on a scholarship to be a vocal music education instructor. And I really, really? yeah, it's crazy. Right. Um, I had a, I had a full scholarship and like, you know, had to audition and everything and just really enjoyed like singing and performing and everything like that. And then learning all the, you know, kind of like the key components of like how music, how a piece of music is put together kind of like the science behind it and then the frameworks mm -hmm. and then understanding how to, to help uh, pass that along to the people who are learning. And so um, okay. I think that really all just kind of set the stage for switching gears when I realized that that wasn't necessarily where I saw myself kind of fulfilling my, my life's goals um, and just stumbled across physical therapy, stumbled across fitness as a way to, to get into physical therapy. Like I went to this place that was a gym and a PT clinic and sought out a job because, you know, if I was interested in physical therapy, I felt like I need to get a job and find a way to work around it to see if it's going to be worth my time and effort. Cause I've already wasted a year of college doing something that I didn't mm -hmm. really see myself doing. So in, in mm -hmm. what way can I surround myself and immerse myself in that environment so I can, can really learn if it's for me. Mm -hmm. And they weren't hiring uh, in the clinics, but they, but they were hiring for the front desk staff at the gym. So I started working in fitness and really got into that and, um, started, started really understanding exercise and, and things like that along the way, more so than whatever I had to do as an athlete, um, in high school and, and before that. And, uh, I don't know, there was just something really exciting, um, about, being able to, to help somebody see something in a way they've never seen it before and making that turn on their own light bulb and make it their own aha moment and how they could apply that to their life and make it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, I think a moment all coaches live for of seeing that whoever it is you're coaching, get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, as exciting as it is to like be the person, because that, that's a big thing too, is like, you know, very competitive. And it's more so mm -hmm. with myself than with anyone else. Um, mm -hmm. but, but I'll use other people like as markers is like, okay, how are they doing this? And how are they getting to where they're at? And how can I do that even better? You know? Um, and so, so being able to see things that way, but is, is, exciting and fun as it was to like be the guy and be the one who was like doing the thing and being recognized for mm -hmm. that. It's almost like it's been more fun to, to help others um, 
utilize some of the tools that you found out along the way with yourself uh, yep. and, and how you've mm -hmm. been able to accomplish what you have and then flip it around to where it makes sense for somebody else to be able to do the same thing. It's way more rewarding. Yeah. To take your own experiences and the other people you've coached along the way. Yeah. And in your head, you kind of get to synthesize like, well, maybe this will work for him. And you try it and it does. And you know, like maybe somebody else could have helped him with that, but I was the one who, who did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. So tell me about like some of the biggest challenges you face as a, as a health and wellness and, and success coach, mm -hmm. either with your clients or, or in your business kind of speak to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say, I'd say the hardest thing, um, the hardest thing has been consistency and being able to stay on top of that mindset that's required in order to just do the, do the crap that you <laughs> don't like really enjoy doing, but knowing that if you don't do it, then you're not going to get anywhere. Um, that's, that's been the hardest part because you know, it's hard for me. I think it's hard for all of us. Um, yeah. no matter how successful we are, you know, one of the, the things that has been really interesting to me and every time I get a chance to learn more about uh, this person and their mindset and their drive and what what drove them to continue to to push forward um, has been watching this, um, you know, was it the last shot um, series that's going on right now on ESPN? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The last dance. Yeah, the yep. last dance. That's what it was. So so Michael Jordan has always been fascinating to me. Not yep. not just from a uh, a pure skill component, but more so of of just his mindset and how mm -hmm. at his core he is a competitor. It doesn't matter what it is, and more often than not, it's about not being better than everybody else, but being better than himself. And mm -hmm. and hearing just like his Hall of Fame speech um, when when he got it inducted. It was just interesting to hear how like verbatim he could recall exact situations in his life mm -hmm. that made him want to push forward even more. And it was more yeah. as a way to prove himself. Yep. Um, like he, he called it each one of those situations, throwing another log onto the fire. And, mm -hmm. and he just, he never stopped. Like he never took a day off. He never took a playoff it was always about trying to make sure that he was giving his best in order to help the team win. And then also mm -hmm. like more than anything to see that there wasn't someone else in the crowd that night who would have a chance maybe to be seeing him for the first time. He didn't want to disappoint them. Yeah. Um, and being able to just have that kind of drive, I think has been really challenging uh, when it comes down to really applying it ourselves because mm -hmm. it's one thing to see it and observe it and admire it. It's a whole separate thing to be able to apply it and embracing, and embracing it, yeah. it because most, most of what I struggle with, what you struggle, what we all struggle with and my clients especially has been just like really having that drive to want to be the best, but, mm -hmm. but really struggling a lot of days, um, consistently being able to embrace that, that why, and really yeah. being able to stay focused on the, why am I doing this versus I have to do this today? Yeah. So that's been the challenge, not just for myself, but then also we're trying to keep that, 
keep that perspective, you know, in, in view for my clients just on a regular basis, because it's hard, you know, like I, like I love fitness. I think it's an amazing tool to learn more about ourselves and, mm -hmm. and make ourselves like much healthier people in the process, but it's way more mm -hmm. of a learning experience. And, uh, you, you have the opportunity to face something that you don't necessarily want to do that seems impossible, that seems like it's just going to be easier to give up than to do the thing, but then you do it and then you're able to just all of a sudden feel like you can do anything. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's the experience that I've gotten from athletics uh, from a young age and then from trying to embrace just the, the repetition of what it takes to stay fit and to stay healthy. And more than anything, it's just to keep my mind healthy. Yeah. Definitely. Can you can you speak to your own experience with that? It sounds like that's coming from a, a really personal place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I've I've been battling my whole life with not feeling good enough. Um, and, you know, it's it's funny, a lot of it kind of going back to the whole whole Michael Jordan thing was, you know, mm -hmm. he he felt like he had to earn his dad's affection and attention every day. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because if, if he didn't, then one of his other brothers was going to get it. And so, mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's crazy. kind of like the parallels there. I think that, I think that parents don't know in the moment, um, exactly the impact of everything that they say and do on their child. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's hard to keep that perspective all the time. And, you know, just the slightest thing that might not seem like anything to them is huge to you. And, yep. and I think just that happening enough kind of conditioned me to the perspective of I'm only good enough if I'm acknowledged as being uh, rewarded with affection or attention, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. um, positive attention, not, not the negative. Cause right. like I was getting way more negative than positive. And mm -hmm. um, that has just bled over into every other aspect of my life yeah. as an adult, you know, it's being that being able to see how just, relationships even, um, with, you know, mm -hmm. with friends, with, with girls and other women and things like that, how it's all been impacted from that internal drive of feeling. It's almost just like a deep level insecurity of feeling like sure. I'm not good enough and they're eventually going to find me out and I'm going to be seen as a fraud and an imposter. Mm -hmm. And so I have to try everything I can to maintain this image. And, and when, yeah. when you're fighting to maintain an image, and to uphold somebody else's opinion of you in their eyes, yep. it's exhausting. And eventually you hit a point where you are so fatigued and so drained that you just can't keep up the, the act anymore. Like, it's just, it's like, how can I relearn who it is that I am and, and put in the reps to do that kind of work? Because that's harder than anything right. else you do physically. But being able to really mm -hmm. look deep down and understand what, what drives my intentions. Why am I seeking so hard for other people's approval? Mm -hmm. And it all came from this place of not feeling good enough. Yeah. And if I'm praised and seen as successful, then that's, that's all I need. But here's the thing. It's like right. you get it. And other people think you're killing it and you're just crushing everything and that you're the best. And, yep. and you feel like more worthless than ever. 
Yep. That's when you wake up and you go, okay, that's not it. What's really missing? And it came, and it came down to just like, just like any other workout that I've ever done, any other sport that I've ever played, it's all come down to, I'd, I'd hit the goal or I'd get to the headspace where I felt like, all right, I'm good. But it's, you know, you don't hit a certain level of strength in your performance uh, physically. And then like, once you get there, you can just stop. Right. Like I have to stop. All right, sweet. I hit this new goal. Or I hit this new record or I, I, you know, I scored this particular goal and I set this benchmark mm-hmm. for everybody that nobody else has set before. Now it's time to stop. Because then what happens is like you, you get weaker. Right. And, and the body will return back to where it started. The same thing with the mind. Yep. And so that's what I've, that's what I've had to learn. Like really more so in the last um, 12 to 16 months has been that, that lesson is that just because I feel like now I'm in a, in a healthier mindset doesn't mean I have to stop putting in the work because yeah. as my, as my body went, so my mind went And the way I took care of myself physically was a direct correlation to how I viewed myself mentally and my mindset, my sure. own self-worth. And so like when I, when I feel better about who I am, I want to take better care of myself. Yeah. And then by taking better care of myself physically, that just positively reinforces my positive mindset and my ability to be creative and, and cultivate, um, a, an environment of giving instead of one of, mm-hmm. of how can I receive? And then that's how my business is able to, to go through periods of being more successful. It's when I'm in that giving right. mindset because I feel good enough to have something to give instead of being in a lower yeah. place where I feel like, yeah, crap, I need this. I need something. Give me, give me. And, and yeah. it never works out that way. Right. Um, that's, thank you for, for sharing that. That's really insightful. I think everybody goes through that in some degree mm-hmm. and everybody overcomes it. And like, just like you said, like you, you have to, you got to do it every day. Yeah. And, and, that that's totally the hardest thing like you said it like it's fun to admire it's fun to watch somebody else do it but now you want me to do that yeah it doesn't look like fun (laughs) yeah yeah that sounds sounds pretty miserable some people some people get really turned off to the idea of like you asking deeper level questions Mm -hmm. because i'll have i'll have like potential clients reach out and they're just you know they're putting their feelers out and they're like hey how much does it cost to work with you well what's what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so you ask that, well, I've got this or I've got that. Well, why do you think that's the case? You know, like what's, what have you tried before that's, that's worked or not worked for you? And why do you think that didn't work out for you? And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, and so their, their immediate surface level question wasn't answered and they're not ready to dig deeper. And then right. all of a sudden you don't hear back from them <laughs> mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It's, nobody wants to look in the mirror. You right. know, think, think, think about how many of us will like pass by a mirror and just, like consciously avoid looking in it. Yeah. It's this, it's the same way with like really looking inside our own mindset and our own intentions. Like you mean, I can't just function on autopilot. No, you have to be intentional every day because there's always going to be someone or something that's trying to beat you down. Yeah. How do you, what do you say to that voice? Oh man. Um, 
usually when that voice creeps in, I go off of what, you know, how am I feeling about it? Like, what's my reaction to it? And if I'm feeling like bothered by it, then I have to understand like, okay, what about this situation right now feels familiar to another situation where it bothered me? You know, like what's, what's Mm -hmm. my big fear right now of, of listening to this voice or what, what am I afraid of is going to happen if I don't change something right now? Um, and it's usually tied back to something you've been through before. And so yeah. being able to understand in the moment that, all right, whatever discomfort or frustration or fear that I'm feeling right now isn't necessarily tied to right now. Just whatever's happening right now just feels familiar yeah, it reminds to you some of it. crap you've been through before. Yeah. You know? Uh, and just being able to have that kind of presence of mind and that perspective in the moment, it doesn't make it any easier, but it makes that, that dwelling and that, uh, that feeling of being stuck a lot more minimal than it could be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I like that idea of like acknowledge mm-hmm. it and understand it and recognize it. Yeah. Let it be what it yep. is. Just don't let it stop. Yeah. Recognize it. You know, don't, don't hide it. Don't try to run away from it but understand it and then use it to push forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, That kind of feeds into what I want to ask you next, because you dove into it a little bit already, but like, what do you think you do better or what uh, you're a humble guy? Tell me some of your strengths as a coach. Mm. Um, I I think it's that I'm able to um, communicate with people in a way that, that really resonates with them. Like people have told me that they feel so comfortable either hearing me speak or talking to me in a conversation right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um, more so than, than maybe what they felt with other people before or other coaches before. And it's, and I think it's a thing where they truly feel heard and understood from the get go. And they're not being preached at or talked down to I feel like that happens a lot especially in the the industry that we're, that yep. we're in yeah it's I, I've got nothing to prove you know I'm I'm just trying to help you see what you're capable right. of and that's not going right. to come from trying to belittle you or talk down to you or talk over you yeah like you have to see it because if you don't see it and if you don't get it, you're not going to have the successful outcome you're looking for. And I think, How do you I, help I, I think I it? help people see it better than, than probably most of the other things that, that I do for people. Is there a specific strategy you use? Um, it's, it all comes down to listening, like really trying to listen to what they say and and just ask more questions. Yeah. You know, ask questions that are going to get them to do the work to th- to <laughs> like get them to think. Yeah. Don't get Why does that why does that work so well? I think because it triggers an active learning process. You know, it's no longer it's not passive. You know, I'm not lecturing them. It's yep. It, that's passive. You know, that's just like, here's information coming in. Hopefully it sticks, but most of it won't. This way yep. it's like, I'm, I'm going to say something to you in a way that 
provokes your thought process and makes you think about why you reached out to me. Yeah. And makes you think about why do you want to make this change in your life? What are you afraid of happening if you don't? And then you're able to get in, you're able to tap into that part of the psychology and that's yeah. active. And they're like, okay, I, I, I really do need to do this. Yeah. <clears throat> um, how long did it take you to learn that? Or were you always pretty good? Oh man, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I was, I really don't. I think I've always had the gift of communicating with people really well. Um, mm. but I don't know how effective it was until probably the last couple of years. Like really once I really, once I became a PT, um, because Mm -hmm. I learned probably the first six months of, of having my license that the more that I just tried to guess what they had based on everything I'd learned, Mm -hmm the less effective and efficient I was. And like all of a sudden patients weren't showing up, they were canceling. Um, You know, what was I doing wrong? And once, once like I made this shift and I got a little bit of guidance from, uh, from some people that I worked with was just like, just don't be afraid to just ask a ton of questions off the bat because Mm -hmm. ultimately people will tell you everything you need to know. Yep. But they're not used to people asking them about their situation. Right. And so being able to ask them and make them feel comfortable. And that all comes down to the whole psychology of, you know, with Dale Carnegie of like people, people only care about themselves at our true nature. Like we only care about ourselves because it's always been about survival. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you really take the time to ask people more questions understanding where this is coming from, what's happened, where do you want to go? Like, what's your ultimate goal for this, this time of us working together? Like that tells you everything you need to know. And then, and then you're Mm -hmm. able to be far more efficient and far more effective working with people. And so I think that that just learning that um, over the last four years has, has really made me a better, a better clinician, a better coach, um, a better trainer, uh, like even just a better person, a better partner is understanding like, Mm -hmm. okay, don't just take things at face value and then try and read between all the lines because we're, (laughs) because more often than not, we're wrong. Oh oh my gosh. So much. So so, much. So like, well, why did you, you know, what do you mean when you say that? Cause some people don't even know. There've been times I've been, you know, I've been asked like, what did you mean when you said that? I don't know. I just said it. All right. Well, why do you think that you said it? And it's like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, but that, but that helps me understand their thought processes more. And so you understand like there's not one, the most effective coaches and when I'm not even just with athletics, but the most effective coaches and teachers know that your method can't be universally applied. So Mm-hmm. There's no one teaching style because there's no one learning style. And so right. the more time you take to get to understand that person in front of you and understand like how they interpret and receive information, that tells you all you need right. to know on your delivery. 
Because some people I need to give just tough love to all the time. Some people I need to like really praise and coddle and handhold and reassure. Um, Uh But I think understanding that is because I've, I've really understood myself and that I've gotten times where I need each one of those styles, you know, just in my personal relationships and and with my own business and how I conduct myself. So, Mm. uh, you know, there was sometimes my coach, I've, he's been had to just like straight shoot, tough love, like get your head out of your butt. And Uh other times it's like, dude, like you're one of the most talented people I've ever known at this thing keep that in yep. perspective. Like that's what people want from you. And so like, okay, I need to do the pep talk tomorrow. I'm my butt kicked, you know, yep. and just understand you can be flexible. Yep. yep. Yeah. I think that's really important to understand in whether it's fitness coaching or, or you have a team or a group of athletes in front of you. And I don't know if you've done like group training or, and I'm sure, you know, you were part of teams in the past, but like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't talk to all those people the same way in individual conversations. Right. You can't, you can't expect them to all understand you when you're talking yep. in front of a group that way. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, that's, that's been, that's been a big learning curve that I think had, had prepared me when I was doing some, um, uh, like there for a long time, I was doing some, uh, some baseball coaching, like, like instruction, like technique and stuff like that, like hitting mm-hmm. coach and fielding, throwing all that kind of stuff. And, and being able to mm-hmm. have like a group of, of kids in front of me and understanding that like, okay, we're going to cover all the principles as a group because they're, they're foundational, like they're universal, but how, yeah. how each one of them would apply that and learn that was different. And so you'd occasionally have to just yeah. like, while everybody else is doing the thing, like, yeah, I need to pay a little bit more attention to this kid right now and, and do yeah. it this way. And then this other one, I might need to deliver it to him that way. This one might do better yeah. if I kind of give them a harder time in front of everybody else. But if I, but if I do it to this yeah, one, he'll shut down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was just going to say. So, so it's, um, you know, it's especially getting in front of a group and understanding like, all right, this is how you lead, um, lead a, lead a group, lead a team, lead a movement, but understanding that, that each person is going to need something different at a different time. Yeah. I think being, being open to that and they, and they should know that, right. Whether it's a client or a a patient or Mm -hmm. an athlete, like I'm, I'm open to, to the way you're going to receive this information. Like, please, please communicate it back to me. Please tell me if my message was understood or how you understood the message um, so that I can, that I can treat you better and coach you better and, and, get out of this what you mm-hmm. intended to get out of yeah it. and it's i think it's been interesting too just the longer that i've i've been diving into this world is learning that even people that i look up to and think like oh man they've got it all together and it's just like the title of your podcast mm-hmm. like no they they need a coach too because they're yeah. human their mind still works the same way all of ours work and feeling that self-doubt yeah. and and feeling that lack of motivation and inspiration at times. And, you know, they need, they need things put in perspective for them too. It's really easy for mm-hmm. us to do it for other people. It's a lot harder for us to do it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times like we, yep. we know what to do. I'm not doing it. But somebody else, I just yeah. need somebody else to tell yeah. me. <laughs> Give me your perspective. Hold me accountable and make sure I do it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the other thing is the accountability to it. Um, 
have you found let's dive let's let's explore that a little bit but as far as the accountability goes like for me i've found that sometimes the, the best asset i can give somebody is like let's check in mm-hmm. on tuesday and and i'm gonna make sure whatever you did your workout or your next feeling better or whatever it is and they know i'm yeah. gonna call so yep. they do it like talking your experience and that yeah 100 percent. it's um you know that's i just i had a call with one of my clients last night we were just messaging back and forth uh over voice memos and uh he was like i you know i know how to do all this stuff you know this is not like mm-hmm. what you're having me do isn't really anything that i didn't already know um i just mm-hmm. i just need to know that somebody's watching me to make sure that i don't make excuses mm-hmm. and not do it and and just knowing that like you know the software that i use to deliver like my workouts to my clients um, I get an email every day at like 2 a.m. So when I wake up, I get a rundown of what all my clients have or haven't done. And so, okay, and so that's cool. they're either getting a message from me that morning, like I'm like, I'm proud of you. Keep it up. Or I know it's been really hard and you've really shown a lot of progress in the last couple of weeks with how consistent you've been. Good for you. Um, and then these other people, hey. I saw you've missed your uh, last two workouts. Talk to me. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. What's, okay? what's going on? Yeah. What's uh, up? I don't, I don't give them a hard time. Yeah. I don't try to say like, look, you got to do this. You're, you know, you're paying for this. It's like, yep. Hey, talk to me. What's going on. And usually it's like, Oh, this has come up yeah. or that's come up. All right, sweet. Let's when, can, you know what, if, if I can't give you some guidance right now through a text, um, you want to get on a call, let's strategize. Let's, mm-hmm. let's look at what your day mm-hmm. looks like now and how can we make sure that you're continuing to prioritize yourself because those other things are going to start to flounder if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's cool. And it's cool. Yeah. When people and can they know that. it. Like they know that I'm watching. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. It's, it's like, I've tried doing this before yeah. on my own. I can't do it. Like it's most, <laughs> a yep. lot of my clients or other physical therapists or personal trainers. Isn't that weird? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. we all no, know what we're supposed sense. to do. They're like, I just don't want to have to think about yeah. it. And, yeah. and I want somebody to make yeah. sure that I do it. Right. Okay. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. I can do that. That's easy. That's yeah. Easy, when do we easy. start? <laughs> right. That's awesome. Um, so Jason, I have, Two, two more questions, maybe three. Um, does a particular like instance or interaction stand out to you as like a growing point or a high or a low? And like, what did you learn from it? So like either you personally or like an interaction you had with, with one of your patients or clients? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've had several with, with clients. Um, but I, I feel like the ones that always teach me the most are the ones that I experience myself. Um, and, and I think that the way that we're wired as people is that we always know better and we always know what we're supposed to do, but it takes feeling or experiencing some form of pain in order for us to really learn. And, and for me, it's been like, man, there's so many different, um, occasions, but I had, I had a, a little league baseball coach who was 
probably one of the hardest people to please, like impossible almost. And, and you just felt like if you got one small ounce of praise from this man, that like you'd really done something. Um, and Mm -hmm. as frustrating as that was for me, um, from like age 10 through 12, 10 through 13, uh, Mm -hmm. it's exactly what I needed at that time because it was like, I was also going through a lot of stuff with like, my parents got divorced when I was five. And it was around that time frame mm-hmm. where there was just like a lot of ugly back and forth, like, you know, custody battles yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like all of a sudden dad's trying yeah. to get back in the picture more and blah, blah, blah. And so like, I didn't, I didn't have yeah. that strong male presence, you know, that, that I, I think that I yeah. think all children need, you know, the strong female presence and the strong male presence that each parent has to offer. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get mm-hmm. both of that from one person. Um, because you know, everybody's wired different, but we all need some sort of balance. And he provided a balance at a time where I needed it the most because I was, I was a little hellion, Mm -hmm. you know, like I didn't, (laughs) I just, I wanted to act up and I wanted to do what I wanted. And if, if I didn't get what I wanted, then I was just going to make things even more nightmarish. So, um, yeah, like Mm -hmm. he would cuss me. He would call me out in front of everybody and, and like as hard as that was to, to understand in the process, like it, it drove a competitive fire in me to like prove him wrong. And it's crazy how, um, in fact, like we still keep in touch. He's, he's been my eye doctor up until I moved. Um, yeah, yeah. he's, uh, he's like in his mid seventies now and, just like still sharp, sharp as attack, like knows so much baseball. Yeah. Uh, just a, such an intelligent person. Um, but he, he, uh, yeah. he started something that I don't know if, if I would be where I'm at now, if he hadn't, because that led to just this deep desire. And I still notice it in myself that I really thrive mm-hmm. when I feel like I've got to prove somebody wrong. And mm-hmm. I, it's like I almost have to keep that perspective of that chip on my shoulder to keep pushing. Yeah. Because because once I get, yeah. you know, it's all relative, but a, a certain level of success in my eye, um, yep. then it's real easy for me to just start coasting. Yeah, I get yeah, real comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and then mm-hmm. it gets to the point where it's like, okay, what got me here isn't what's going to keep me here. So now I have to keep pushing. It, it's I've learned like yeah. I have to kind of like find that person that's that's maybe going to be a doubter and prove them wrong. Otherwise, yeah. I stop. Um, no, I think that's it's it's really interesting, right? However old you are now, that that little league baseball coach. I think it's a really good reminder for coaches everywhere. Like you still yep. think about him. Like he's still chirping the yep. back of your head however many yep. years later. <laughs> yeah. Cause even still now it's just like, you know, I'd find myself going into his, his office for a, like a checkup kind of like, man, yeah. I, I, you know, I hope he's proud of me, you know? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. My eyes are so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember, I remember him telling me, or I was telling him, you know, that I was, I was going back to school to be a physical therapist and get my doctorate. And he, he looked at me, he goes, you know, there's only so much 
potential that a human brain is capable of. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> I think you maxed out yours years ago. <laughs> and he'd, oh, he'd start Thanks, cracking coach. up and just like, he, he was very much the same yeah. type of person my grandfather was. It was very much like a tough love, but like you knew yeah. that he cared about you. Um, yeah, we, we had that kind of relationship. And I think that even still thinking that way about him, well, like that's... it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's earned True. too. You know, nobody could just walk in and say that and you'd laugh at him. Like you'd be offended yeah. if anybody yeah, else said exactly. that to you. Like he, um, you know, cause, cause I knew even though he was hard, like he, he also followed up with like really being caring at the same time. Like it wasn't yeah. like he just got yep. out of his car, cussed you out and then got back in his car and went home. You know, like there was right. always a teaching. He right. was always teaching. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's, that's yeah. super important. Um, all right, Jason, a couple more. If you could go back and talk to yourself either, maybe in the first couple months of, of either coaching specifically and like training and fitness stuff or in starting your business, <laughs> right? If you go back and talk to yourself, what would you say? Oh man, stop wasting so much time making sure that everything's perfect and just do the damn thing. <laughs> yep. Like just. What did you wait for it, to be perfect? Like I kept thinking I needed to have all these systems down. I needed to, I needed to have the perfect website and the perfect email campaign set up and, and the perfect, you know, software. And I'm like, dude, that's so stupid. Cause like what I've been able to do in the last eight months for my business has been way more productive than what I was, I did like the first year and a half where like I was hardly getting mm -hmm. any clients, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I wasn't known as like the person for this amongst our circle of people or, yeah. or whatever. And like, I've not done, I've not updated my website since I've started doing more fitness and more coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I've not really i don't have any email sequences that go out i don't like i'm just yep. I, i'm just talking to yes. people individually and they know that like i'm genuinely interested in them and how i can help them and then that's led to right. an exchange of money and energy and services and results mm -hmm. and now i'm getting to the point where i'm like so just yeah now i'm getting to the point like where i'm like okay i guess i do need to start having these things for people to look at because I don't have as much time to just like really get in depth with each person conversationally out of the bat. Like right. Now, if they reach out, mm -hmm. I can direct them somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then if they want to continue the conversation, let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. But you exactly. can then put a, a filter. Exactly. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. I wasted too, too much time and money on, <laughs> on all these things I didn't need to get started. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. just got to do it. You just got to start. Cool. Uh, okay. So my, my, I have one more question for you, Jason, but actually two, but I just want to take a second and, and acknowledge you and thank you for coming on and for opening up the way you did. Um, this has been like really insightful. I learned a lot about you and, uh, just know that I admire you and, and really appreciate you spending the time and being as vulnerable as you were, uh, with wow, me here. I really you. appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So my last two questions, if you had to give a resource, like a book, or a movie or a show or something that you would recommend either other healthcare professionals or other coaches to improve their craft. Do you have Ooh, any resources? Man. Um, honestly, it's, um, 
man, something that just totally changed the game for me and how I interact with people was that Dale Carnegie book from like the 1930s or mm-hmm. whenever he wrote it. Of how, to, yeah. how to win friends and influence people. Because if you cannot yeah. relate and communicate to people to where they take a, a vested interest in wanting to hear what you have to say, it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that book was in my parents, I don't know, in like yeah. the bathroom in our basement when I was like, I don't know, yeah, 12 or 13. I remember picking it up, just walking by one and picking it up and starting to read it and without question shaped, that was such a, the prime time to read yeah. that, right? 12, 13 years old, like just being introduced to these ideas. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could get extra ice cream if I make <laughs> mom feel good about herself. Like, let's try it, right? And like, I was always an experimenter and using the principles behind that book, you know, going for interviews, yep. ev- everything within it. Like, Tell me more about that. Absolutely made me mm-hmm. more likable. And when you're more likable, you get more things you want. It's true, 100%. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. And then my last question is a, is a softball one, but if people want to learn more about right fit physio or want to find you, where's the best place to Honestly, get you? the best place is, um, it's, it's either my Facebook or my Instagram. So, so my personal Facebook page, Jason Wright, um, I, I basically use that as my professional page. Um, to where it's it's a perfect mm-hmm. mix of what I do for people and who I am as a person, um, and then the same thing with my my Instagram. Um, my handle is Right Fit Physio, and uh, it's all one word. It's yeah, I, I think that that those two places are where you can learn way more about uh, myself and and what I do for people more so than any kind of like website or business card or anything else could. Sure. Yeah. And you help yeah. people from all over, yeah. right? Yeah. I've had, I've had clients from as far away huh. as um, California. Um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're in I've, Tennessee? I was in, um, in Southern Kentucky. I was just across the border of Nashville, Tennessee um, for most of okay. my life. That's and I moved I to Tampa uh, back in September of 2019. Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Um, so yeah, if anybody needs help in, in any regard of fitness and, and success coaching, Jason's your guy. Yeah. If you haven't figured that <laughs> I appreciate out already. That. Yeah. Or if, if it's more direct and it's easier for them, yeah. uh, just email me Jason at rightfitpt.com. Um, you know, I've, I've had some people do that in the past and it's like, Hey, let's just, let's just talk. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Awesome. And Jason, I'll, I'll put a link to all that in the show notes so people can, yeah, just click and, and find you really easily. Awesome. No, absolutely. Well, thank you again it's for been my on. pleasure. I appreciate you. Um, you know, not just not just as a person, as a you know friend that we've been able in the same uh, network for the last few years now. But um, but yeah, for what you're doing, I think it's fantastic. Thank you. My pleasure. Nice. Awesome. Good job. If I if I hit finish recording, okay. it'll make us hang up, and I. <laughs> I don't want to hang up yet. So that's so I'll just cut the endpoints then uh down there. But 
that that makes it easy. But that okay. was that was awesome. Good, good. Okay, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad because um, that's that's what I hope is just like, man. I, I just I hope I'm able to give something that that your audience can can take and use and apply. Yeah, I think you you offer a really different perspective because most of the coaches who I've talked to are right. are sports coaches. They're not personal trainers. They're not. They don't do this this one on one. Right. Especially with adults, most of the kids, people I talk to have have kids mm-hmm. or young or high school or or younger. But like, again, the purpose of the podcast is is there's universalities mm-hmm. within coaching, and like let's channel them and funnel them and and solve problems that like. I always try to take away one big thing, like like one thing out of every podcast. Mm-hmm. There's always a million things out of them. And the one I'm, that's sticking out to me, I have to find where I highlighted it. In yep. my, yeah, embrace the why. Embracing the why. Why am I doing this? And not, and not just for you. It applies to your, your athletes and your clients and everybody yep. else too. Like, well, why'd you call me? Mm-hmm. Why'd you say yeah. that? Right? Why, <laughs> why do you think you said it? It's really... yeah. That's yeah, there's, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about some of the people, um, just even friends who like when I, when I say something that they, they stick out because they make it, it's like so much more of a challenging conversation and it's not in a bad way, like it's kind of scary and intimidating at first yeah. because you don't want to have to like understand why you say what you say. Sometimes it's just like, I'm just used to saying what I say and people are just like receiving it. Oh man, that's great. Blah, blah, blah. And just like on to the next thing. But with, mm-hmm. with some of these people that are like really close to me, um, they're like, oh, what do you like? Wh- why do you say that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> like your first yeah. first reaction is getting offensive. Like, what yeah. are you challenging me? Um, but it's yeah. good because it makes you think yeah. like, wow, you know, every everything you say, everything you do, like you need to have a purpose behind it. Uh, and, and you have to. And if you yep. don't understand, then how's anybody else going to understand you? You know. Yep. Yep. It's funny you say that. I called out. Uh-huh. I called Nick out on something the other day. Said something about one of my brothers. I, I don't know somebody. I was like, "Why? You know, what did you say that for?" He was like, oh. Cause, <laughs> "I don't know, because I'm me. Because that's that's just what I do." I was like, "Well, that like, you know." And we had a good. It was a productive conversation about like, like think not think before you speak, but like think about yeah. what why you're saying what you're saying. And, and how, and how it could be perceived again, communication is a two-way street and, and you hope I've started to use this analogy, like, especially with my athletes, like Mm. there's 20 kids in front of me and I say (laughs) 10 words. Some of them, some of them might get 10, right? Probably not. Most of them will get like seven or six and some of them are getting two or zero. And I think all Uh of them heard 10 and understood it the way I meant it to. And I'm, and I'm, trying to dive deeper into that and like use this time now to develop mm-hmm. how to prime an environment for learning and it and it all boils, yeah. boils down to their why and the hard thing is now there's 20 different exactly. whys in the room and the whys change every day and yep. the whys change minute by minute yeah it's so it's so <laughs> true me, but it, yeah it is fun. it's like that's the that's the fun challenge you know is understanding like because it's pushing you to be better yeah. uh, and that and that better well, drives yeah. you know your competitive nature um, it's, it's just always the quest to be better, Yeah, you know, and, and I've, and I've learned how to discern yeah. the difference between how, how can I strive to be better in who I am versus what I do? 
you know, like why, why would I want to tie my worth to my production of, of what I do for people or what I can produce versus why don't I just stay obsessed with the process of becoming better because everything else is going to flow out from that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. Like, cause I struggle with that too. And it's, it's funny. You, you mm-hmm. mentioned something about coasting, like you reach yep. a certain level of productivity yep. and you coast. And I was the same way when I first started, like, Oh, I had a good <laughs> 10 visits yeah, this week. Oh, know what I'm doing. I'm killing it. Oh my God. Pick my feet yeah. up. Like, let's yeah. go on vacation. Or like... stop. Or... <laughs> yeah. You're like, crap, now I'm back <laughs> at the drawing board. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah. it. Um, but you're, you're right. You yeah, follow up with that process it, for sure. It, stop trying to achieve the result and just start learning to love the process of getting there. Yeah. Um, have you read the no. book chop wood, carry water? That was actually, so I had Matt Parker on mm, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago and his fall falling in love with the okay. process book. That was his suggestion. Uh, and it's like all about literally a tagline underneath that I'm looking at now is how to fall in love okay. with the process of becoming great. And uh, I'm going to read, I'm actually going to yeah. order it right now. Awesome. I'll let you know how it is. But anything that's like, again, going to, going to force me to think about why I do the things I do, or could I, yeah. could I do this better? Could I do this differently? Will this resonate mm-hmm. better with, with somebody else? you know, and have it yeah. as a tool and tool, tool chest. No, absolutely. That's, that's powerful. something that, um, that really hung me up for years was the pursuit of perfection and feeling that like, if I didn't mm-hmm. do it perfectly, that I wasn't mm-hmm. worth much, you know, or what, what could I have done better? You know, yeah. always, always playing like Monday, Monday morning quarterback. And, and now it's like, yeah, you know what? I did what I was meant to do in that moment. You know, I said what I was meant to say in that moment. Yeah. Um, because everything kind of plays out the way it's supposed to anyway. So, so like, stop oh, yeah. being so hard on myself. And, and that's really, that's really helped a lot because it's mm-hmm. kept me, um, it's kept me more sane. You know, it's, it's no longer that fear of God, what if I'm not perfect? you know, and just being way too hard on myself. And it made it hard to even enjoy the present because you're so busy obsessing mm-hmm. over what you just said or what you just sent. And it's like, yeah. look, if they, if, yeah. if they need more clarification or if you need to explain it further, you always can, or you can always say, you know what, you know, I think I was wrong right. uh, after looking about it or thinking about it. And mm-hmm. I think maybe this is, is better. And just do it that way. Like people aren't going to just, yeah. you know, throw you to the wolves over like one statement or one action. It's like, like, especially yeah. once you've like really messed up with some stuff, you realize like, okay, crap, like everything, you can always redeem yourself. So if you don't do it perfectly, you know, just do it better next time. Yeah. Learn from yeah. it. For sure. Awesome. All right, Jason. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Thanks for. Um, I release these on Sundays, and I have okay. a couple in line right now. So probably okay. in like a month, awesome. I'm going to release this one. But I'll 
tag I'll tag you in it and you can share it wherever you want and um yeah I think this is a really this is a unique interview that I've done in, in all the other podcast episodes because like I said it most of the coaches yeah. I've dealt with are dealing with teams so this was a cool perspective to hear how you how you really embrace the, the wow. individuality well, thanks that, you do. that's that's really um you know, that, that makes me feel good, you know, that it's been able to potentially have that kind of impact on everybody else that listens to it as well. So, um, yeah, and I'll absolutely, like, I'll share that out and, yeah. and try and get more people, you know, tuned in into your platform. Cause I, yeah, I love, be great. I, yeah, well, I love this topic. Yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. I don't really think I told it, like I started it because I just uh-huh. loved having conversations with coaches could talk literally if it was a little league baseball coach or a, or a division one basketball yep. coach, like I would talk for hours and I was like, you know what? Like two, two reasons, like one selfishly, <laughs> like I want to record these yeah. because I want to be able to go back to them. And two, like, yeah, why reinvent the wheel? Yep. Like other coaches could use this. Let's put a resource in place. Um, and it's, it's yeah. been a really, no, that's really great. Cool I process. mean, and that's, and that's really kind of like the reason why I've, I think I've shifted more to like entrepreneurs and stuff like that is that like some of the most enthralling, exciting conversations I have are with like other people like us, like, you know, talking with you or like sitting Mm -hmm. there talking with Joseph or it's just like, we're all talking, like you know, business and ideas and strategies and what's working, what's not working for them. And like, I was like, dude, there's, there's other entrepreneurs out there. I can have these conversations with and, and learn like how they've been able to try and mm-hmm. optimize their life and their business. And like, why not just feature them yeah. and let them tell their story and, and be able to help, you know, other people who are looking to do the same thing. And then that just by default makes me like the, the entrepreneur's coach, you know, or, or whatever. And you're the coach. Yeah. And you'll like, right. You'll get better. What I've noticed. It was like, even if, even if somebody listens to one episode of my podcast or we're all 17, whatever it is, like I've, I've learned stuff I can apply pretty immediately, which is a tremendous resource to my athletes. Right. And that it'll be, you'll get the firsthand story. You get to ask the follow-up questions. You get to say, Hey, you know what? Like I've, I've heard about that idea, Mm -hmm. but you've expanded on it. Can you tell me more? And they do. And like, you get the first, you're sitting in the front row. Um, and that, that is, has been really powerful. And again, I have an Excel, I could send you, if you're interested and I know, I know Will has courses on this and he's really the, the guru in it, but like all I've done for mine is I have a Google sheet that I made a template of that has my questions in it. And every new episode, I open a new sheet. I copy that one. I put the, the interviewee's name at the bottom. And then I take my notes on that sheet and then I make the show notes from that. And like, it's all, it's literally oh, wow. I open my computer. I started it done. Uh, yeah. So it's, no, that'd be awesome. If you really easy. want to share that, that'd be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'll, I'll share it right now. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, I have your email, right fit. Jason at right fit. Jason at right Um, yeah, because it's, yeah. it, and it's, it's Very interesting nice too. Like, like having this, this platform, like you're able to have conversations with coaches that you probably wouldn't have been able to, to have by just trying to reach out and see if they'd want to get on a call sometime, you know, or just send them an email and seeing if they wrote yep. back. It's like, Oh, all of a sudden they get yep. a chance to, 
tell their story and, and use it in a podcast format, then they're like, Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny. I was on, um, Dimeer, Dimeer Jones's, no, uh-huh. like maybe a year ago. And he said the same thing. Like you ask any business person, like, Hey, nope. do you, you want to go get coffee or whatever? Yeah, sometimes. And they blow you off. You said, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's funny. There's a, there's another coach. His name is um, Jason Oates. I'm actually having uh-huh. him on tomorrow. I'm going to interview him. And he was kind of like this guy, he lives in North Carolina. He coaches his kids like little league. He started coaching his kids football. He didn't know much about football. So he started the podcast so he could interview football wow. coaches and learn more about football. And now the thing is exploded and he's interviewed John Gordon and like Mike Smith who coached the Falcon. Like he's exploded. And I remember finding him and trying to find out like, yeah. Okay, where did this guy coach professionally? Like, where where, the, where are his uh-huh. qualifications where he gets these people on? Yep. And he's just a regular guy. And, I, and like, he he inspired me of, like, well, if he can do it, yeah. like, I can do it. Absolutely, I can do it. And uh, and that was the really cool thing about it. And he's he's been a really good resource. And I talked to him on the phone last week. And I was like, Jason, how did you, how'd you get, you know, John Gordon? How did you get John Smith? He was like, I asked. Yep. Yeah, they had, they had books coming out. Like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? I'll promote your book. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Wow. Holy shit. So I have to tell you, I got I got to nerd out for a little bit. So do you remember, you remember taking motor learning yep. and learning about external cues? Yep. With Gabrielle Wolf. So long story short, there's a guy, his name is Nick Winkleman. He is, yeah. of all the last names, that's just a funny one. But he works now with the Irish rugby team, and he just, he's releasing a book. It actually comes out tomorrow called "The Language of Coaching," and it's all this this it's built on her work of internal and external cues and how he's used it in the lifting and the powerlifting world and and for rugby and that kind of stuff. And I found out about him through an FMS uh-huh. video, and I was like, you know what? Like, I loved I loved that two days in our lecture hall where we learned about the language of motor learning. It's like, screw it. I'm going to email him and I'm going to ask. And I emailed him and I had him on this morning. It was awesome. Really? <laughs> it was like, he's, so then, so then I email, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to the source. Hi, Dr. Wolf. My name's Kelly Josephson. I'm a physical therapist. I explained the whole thing. Would you want to be on my podcast? She writes me back. She's like, Kelly, thank you for the kind words. Um, I would love to. It's, it's super busy right now. Maybe like in the later spring, we wow. can get together. Absolutely. Wow. Holy shit. No way. <laughs> Dude. Awesome. okay <laughs> right yeah yes yeah, so, yeah do it you, yeah. you never know um it's awesome there's no, like, I mean, literally nothing true. to lose because like i was sitting there i was and i was i was messaging with alex about it last night and i was like you know i said here's kind of what i want to mm-hmm. do here's my idea i said i want to take what i've been able to do for you and do it for other successful online entrepreneurs who work from home and he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's great. He's like, you know, you should do this. And I was like, no, like, I'm talking like big fish, like heavy hitters. I said, like the people that you, I said, the people that you yeah. listen to, you know, like Russell Brunson. Yeah. Right. And Josh Ford and all those yeah. guys. He goes, oh, dude, that's. Yeah. And so I ran it by GT. He was like, I love this. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, it. just go for it. You know, it's, it's the whole, it's like, it's how Russell right. Brunson got started. He just got in front of the traffic that was already going to the people he looked up to and, and just 
started yeah. trying to find out what they were looking for, what they wanted more information on. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I could put something mm-hmm. together for that and, and yeah. just go for it. So I'm like, you know, I've, I've, tried, I've tried to go small. I've tried right. to organically build, and I think I've got – I, I, I've got enough of a, an impact, I think, to where when people are like, hey, so like I've been wanting to do this. So I've run to reach out to you because I know you're the guy for this. I'm like, OK, cool. Like I need that to happen more. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like that's cool. Uh, yeah. So now it's just like, yeah. all right, how do I get in front of way more people in a much shorter period of time? And and I think that's going to be the way it's going to be like right. it's essentially kind of like selling from stage, but online. You know, it's, it's get, get everybody congregated together in one place, speak what I have to say, mm-hmm. you know, provide value with what I have to say, mm-hmm. and then they can process it and synthesize it however they want to all at the same time. And then reach out, you know, if they want more opt in for this, then just boom, go for there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so I've, I've got, I've got Alex trying oh, to awesome, make an introduction with me and Josh 40 here in the next couple of days. So. We'll see. Yeah, right. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Just, it's like what you were saying. You just got to ask. Oh, that's awesome. Like, hey, I know yeah. you've got a, a relationship with this person. Could you, would you feel comfortable making an introduction? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's get your yep. message on and then we'll do it. For sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done. Hang on. I'm going to go throw up. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll just see what happens. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Keep me posted. Yeah, That's absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Well, hey, I don't want to take up any more of your time. Good I know stuff. you got stuff to do too. So awesome. I appreciate no, it again. Thank Thanks you. so it's much. My pleasure. All right. Yeah, care, I'll guys. talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. You too. Bye bye.